Hello and welcome. I'm Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders in our community. Well, that snowy and way too long winter is over and people will be venturing out to enjoy our beautiful Northwest and some of the most popular destinations will be our national parks. We are fortunate enough to have three beautiful national parks in our state. Today we're going to talk about what it takes to keep them so beautiful for so many people. Joining me today is Lori Ward. She is the executive director of Washington's National Park Fund. Lori, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here, Gary. Yeah, I'm glad to have you back. We've talked with you before about, uh, well, what you guys do for our national parks. The national parks, I'll just start out, they don't get enough funding from taxes anymore and from our national budget. So there are groups like you who step in and say, ah, this is too important to let slide. I'll let you Talk about it here. It's sort of the basics for folks. We have three national parks here in our in our state, Olympic National Park, North Cascades, and Mount Rainier. Um, millions and millions of visitors to those each year, and you guys do what in support of them? You don't run the parks, but you support them somehow, right? Well, tell we us do. what you do exactly. It's kind of the yeah. basics. I'm happy to. Each year at the beginning of the year, the park superintendents, and those are the bosses of the parks, they submit their top priority projects that if without funding, they would go unfunded, they wouldn't happen. They submit those projects to us in proposals and they submit them in priority order. And then Washington's National Park Fund sets out to raise the money throughout the year. At the end of the year, we present them with the checks. We work our way down the list of priorities and uh, we present them the checks, and it's just gratifying knowing that they are the park's highest priorities. These these are projects that, without private support from individuals, foundations, we'll talk about that, but a number of different areas, these projects would not happen. You you raise money and then give it right away, right right back to the national parks here in our state. Yes, the, the three in Washington State. And yes. you're a private nonprofit entity, right? Yep, 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 exactly. We're a nonprofit foundation, and uh, we raise the money here in Washington State, and it stays right here in Washington State to benefit those three national parks. And so organized with, like, I'm guessing a volunteer board of directors or something like that that say, hey, here's what you should focus on this year, or try and do this, or don't do that anymore. Is that... That's it. We have a 21-person board, and they're very active. It's a hard-working board, not a rubber stamp board. They're very engaged in the organization. We don't question or poke at the priorities that the parks submit to us because we, as a group, believe that they know best, so we just set out to raise the money. We have a five-person staff and two additional contract workers, but we're small. We like to say we're small and mighty. We're kind of a scrappy group, and we just work really hard. And it it comes from the love that we, like so many who are listening, and you, I know you're a park fan, the love that we have for these parks, it's really quite an honor to be in the position that we're in to do what we do. Yeah, it is beautiful to live in this state and and look out on a clear day, especially north or south or west, and see the Olympics or, you know, the North Cascades and, or Mount Rainier. Mount Rainier right. just sticks out so beautifully. When you get to a top of a hill or something, you go, oh, man, yeah, I got to get down to Mount Rainier this year. Yeah. And so they are three different parks. They have sort of their own unique flavor. Describe them for folks who just haven't really got there for us. I mean, Mount Rainier is like a biggie. It was one of the oldest national parks in the country, isn't it? You're right. You're right. It was in, uh, 
1899 that it was established, and um, Olympic was 1938, and North Cascades was 1968. So that gives you a sense. And to describe them, you know, people sometimes ask, which is your favorite? It's just so hard, right? <laughs> um, Mount Rainier is just so incredibly iconic. And if you ha- each one is about two hours from right downtown Seattle as a point of reference. People think that they're further than that. But to get to the gates of Mount Rainier is two hours. And to drive to the top of and get up to Paradise or Sunrise, it's like that mountain is literally in your lap. Uh, I've been up at Paradise volunteering up there, and and I'll have families come to me, and they're just so overcome by the intensity and the beauty of that mountain when you're up there, that close, right at the base. Uh, You know, some people it actually is scary for them because they come from flat, flat country, (laughs) and they're, they're just, they just don't know how to take it all in. So that's Rainier. Olympic is just so iconic in that it has... The, the coastal shorelines, the tide pools there, the rainforest, the whole rainforest that so many it people... It is so different yes. for, for people have if they've never been into the rainforest over there and go... Because <laughs> you step from... Yeah, you can step from the coast and the beach on a rocky and it, or drive along beautiful Crescent Lake there and then you go into the rainforest and the moss hangs down and it's like... What are we going through? And it's really cool. It is really cool. That that park is so multifaceted, it, and just that those two things right there, and then you th- you add to that the the range and going up to Hurricane Ridge. Oh, and, the high high yeah, yeah, that's right. You can go all the way up yes. to the, yes. It's just so amazing just to be able to, in one park, have all three of those ecosystems going on and and thriving. Thank goodness that we preserve them as a nation. And then the North Cascades. I mean. It's gotten a lot more popular in recent years. A lot of people are writing about, you know, that's kind of the, one of the best-kept secrets in the country. So it's gotten more popular, and um, I personally understand why, because those mountains up there, the peaks, right? Yeah, you there. can I mean, you can enjoy that park uh, yeah. on, in your car right. if you just drive, right. and you drive right through that, up and over that pass that right. I think is the high, might be the highest one in the state. It's 5,000-some right. hundred, 400 yeah. feet or something. Yeah. But... It is then, but the park really starts like on the edges of that road, that highway, right? But then it's rugged and wilderness almost. Is it, it's not really designated as a wilderness, or maybe it is that you, there's no real buildings and roads no, and things right. off. It's really for backpacking and walking. Just you don't have to backpack for days. You can just take a beautiful day hike along that whole stretch there. Right. And see plenty of things. Not to mention, if you do want to get more adventurous up Ross Lake or any of those right. back, back, deep and over the top, Stahican and all that yeah. stuff. Oh. oh, gosh, it's so pretty. And that you you know that park well just by how you describe that. That park is more rugged and steeper for hiking um, than the others are. And uh, that's what draws so many climbers and backcountry hikers and um, yeah, it's just spectacular. Yeah. Well, so now let's talk about how you guys kind of support each of those because they really are. I'm glad we talked about how beautiful and how wonderful they are because people do love them. I, I don't know why, uh, you know, us as a society of Americans say, yes, these things are important to us. Yeah, but we're not really going to raise our own taxes on ourselves to support them. So people like you have to go out and say, look, here's what we the park ranger wants to do in this park. Let's raise some money for it. So 
you've done that over this last year, right? And, oh, and yeah. you talk with these rangers. Is it the superintendent that's the head ranger mm-hmm. or something? I don't yes. know what the hierarchy that's is. That's it. Each, okay. And they, they get together with their own staff and say, here's what we want to do over the next few years. Top of the list is A, B, or C. And so, I don't know, you now that you raise money for a year, you had a pretty good year last year, right? Year. Yes. Okay. Year. So, yeah. the, was it the best oh, year? Oh, yeah, you've it was had? the best year ever. Yeah. Oh, well, tell us about yeah. that and yeah. then where you then get to throw that money. So. Sure, sure. Uh, it's, it's so much fun because so many people in Washington State care so deeply about these parks. A lot of companies will tell us this is part of the reason we established this company here is because of these national parks and having access for, for the employees. But uh, So we raise money throughout the year from foundations, from individuals, from um, events, spring dinner and auction from fundraising climbs with REI and Microsoft and Two Beers, Seattle Cider Company. A fundraising climb. That yeah. sounds fun. Yeah, it is. It's great a, fun. A fun yeah. way to raise money. Yeah, yeah, and is that. Um, and uh, so it's a, it's, I like the way that we do what we do. It's a, it's, I would call it a diversified funding stream. So, it, so we're very healthy. We're not dependent in any one area. We're not United Way. We're not state. We receive no state or federal funding. It's just people who care deeply about the parks, giving back to the parks. And uh, it's just, it, you know, I, I hate to say it's easy, but I've been in fundraising all my life, and there's never been one that is this. Um, it's pure. It's real. It's true. And it's because, like I said, people care so deeply. And the fact that they know that the the uh projects that we will be funding are coming directly from the parks in their priority order. People love that. They can see tangible uh, activity going on, and they value that. And so did you, am I right? Did I read you, you get to distribute like over a million, almost a yes. million and a half dollars yes. this coming yes. year? Or yeah. I don't know, do you do it by year? How do you yeah. make your budgets? Yeah. Annual? Well, it depends on how much we raise throughout the year. And we set enough to s- aside just to be healthy enough, but not putting aside too much, just for reserves. And then so we're able to operate throughout the year. And whatever we determine as a board of directors and, and myself as the CEO, whatever we determine at the end of the year, we can distribute. We do. And we want to distribute as much as we can. Um, and it's it's fun because, you know, that's where the real work begins is they get to receive the funds and um, those projects just get started right away. It's remarkable. It must be yeah. kind of like, I don't know, for a park superintendent, <laughs> all, I'm thinking all the way down to a six-year-old at Christmas time when you get what you asked for. Yeah. This is it. This is what I wanted. Yeah. So they've got a list. And I don't know, like, let's say North Cascades we were talking about. Yeah. Is, there a, is there a priority that they really wanted to do to improve either – um, whether it's visitors, you know, mm-hmm. entertaining, you know, the way they enjoy the park or whether it's uh, supporting their own staff or doing uh, research there. I mean, all those, they have different categories, right? What, yep. what do they want to spend some of this money on? It comes in four categories. It's science and research, uh, and I'll just fly through these real quickly, but science and research, improving visitors' experiences, volunteerism and stewardship, and youth and family programs. And up at North Cascades, just to loop back to your question there, some of the things that that we recently funded include um, just a lot of of support for search and rescue. Mm. That's an unfunded program for the for the parks. Um, I, sure, their rangers are are funded, but 
they they go through equipment pretty quickly and hard. It's hard equipment that that the litters and the swift water gear that that they use and the ropes and everything. But that's one area. There's a great project up there called the Cascade Butterfly Project, and it is it's been going on. We've been funding it for quite a few years. Where they call them citizen scientists. And these are volunteers who are trained. They go up and they help the park track and count butterflies because butterflies, um, they're very sensitive to the climate. It's kind of like a marker species, yeah, isn't it? Yes, it is. Exactly that. And it helps the park to understand the um, environment and how the, the changing patterns and um, climate change, et cetera. Another up there is um, glacier studies, seeing how rapidly the glaciers are melting in the North Cascades. Uh, gosh, the list just goes on and on. But The yeah. science and research part of what a park does, that's not new. That was in the mandate, wasn't it, a uh, hundred some years ago mm-hmm. when Teddy Roosevelt was the first real president to promote board, parks, right? right? He, he yes. said not just to preserve, but to... Re- to do that research yes. in science, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. And there's a lot of that going on. Um, and when you think about it, the fact that we preserved as a nation, as a people, we preserve these lands. And as long as we continue to, and I am very confident that we will, those are, those are you know, kind of sacred lands where people can go and they can know that they can go back to a same spot and they can do studies or they can go to a same spot our board president goes to a, um, a rock up on the second boroughs at Mount Rainier every year on his birthday by himself. It's kind of his tribute. And he goes up and he sits and we tease him and say, that must be Richard's rock. So he goes back. A yogi, a a guru meditating up there. Yeah, and he goes back. But there is, I guess I laugh, but really that's, there is a spirituality to getting that close to nature and and the way the parks are preserved as much as they can in a natural state. Yeah, and I love that you touch on that. I mean, ask, I'm sure, a lot of your listeners, when we go up to our national parks and we spend time, we get refreshed and rejuvenated, and we all need that. We are so busy in our world and and just everything that we deal with, and to get away and get back in touch with our souls and our spirit, that's what people use the parks for, and, and that's one of the beauties of the national parks is what they do for our spirits so and i liked what you mentioned one of those categories was volunteering and stewardship and like you said so people do go up there and yeah sometimes it's crowded there aren't enough rangers in a budget for the department of the interior to you know manage a huge i mean you go to the parking lot of paradise and it's always overflowing in the summer and the garbage cans need to be emptied and you know Bathrooms need to be washed and all, all that regular stuff that goes on anywhere. And then you also have to manage a park. So people say, yeah, I guess there are volunteer opportunities and stewardship opportunities through these uh, programs, right? Oh, very much so. And, uh, you know, Rainier just has an incredible volunteer program, anywhere from 1,700 to 2,000 volunteers a year go and do uh, trail restoration roadside assistance for when people have emergencies, um, keeping, they call them meadow rovers, keeping people on the trails and, and, and not just, you know, out there yelling at people, stay on the trail, but it's educating them why it's important, you know, because a lot of folks, they don't, they don't understand. They yeah. come up and they don't know. And so they use that, the meadow rovers 
program use that as an opportunity to educate people. Volunteerism is huge in all three parks. And and then you go on just beyond the things I just mentioned, but a lot of search and rescue is run by, um, well, it's run by the rangers, of course, but they can't do it by themselves. And the search and rescue program in Washington State's phenomenal. Um, you know, they're called in from King County Search and Rescue. They're called in from um, Pierce County, from all over the state when there's a rescue going on. Uh, yeah, I, I can't say enough about how that works. And those people give so much of their time, and they do it because they love it, and it's a huge help. We're talking today with Lori Ward about Washington's National Park Fund. Um the money you guys have been raising and then giving back out to the national parks here in Washington. And gosh, uh, if people are interested in your organization and, and what you do and you're talking about so so passionately, they can look online. It, it's a nice website. It tells you all these things you, you want to do and are doing. And it, it's kind of just like it sounds, the abbreviation of Washington's National Park Fund, WNPF.org, right? That's right. WNPF.org, and people can find out more about you, join, donate themselves, keep this going from year to year to year. You said you had a good year, but who knows what next year will bring. You never know yeah, that. Yeah, we never know. As right. a nonprofit uh, right. charitable organization, right. you never know what next nope. year is going to nope. bring. We don't. We don't. <laughs> but you're glad to give it away. I mean, that's oh, yeah. what your money is for, is to give away. Yes. It must be the fun part of the year. Do you meet with the superintendents uh, more than once? or how, how does What's hmm. that uh, meeting like? Hmm. That must be fun, I guess, in a, its own respect. It's great. No, it's great. We have the best relations with our superintendents. They serve as advisor to our board of directors. Directors. They attend our board meetings. Um, the meetings take place five times a year. They're heavily engaged in us and as we are with them. Um, you know, they help us with events and they help us when we host activities in the parks and uh, they help to educate groups that go up. And it's, it's a strong, strong relationship. We're very fortunate um, here in Washington State to have the three superintendents that we have. They're gr- they're just great to work with. They're smart people, and they care deeply, and, and they're very appreciative of, of what we're able to give to them. Um, they're, they're just greatly appreciative. And yeah. you have them, they sometimes want to show up at your events, like, uh, to meet the public, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you have things called uh, fireside circles, and you do an annual auction and dinner, and, and the superintendents and, and plenty of the rangers, they show up for those things, right? They do, and, you know, it, it, it's... Um, uh, it's remarkable because they, hearing and seeing the appreciation that the public has for rangers and park staff, scientists, um, it's it's uh, it's quite moving. And we have our spring dinner and auction coming up on April 13th. It's sold out, which is great. It, that's just a sign of how much people care about these national parks. But the rangers come and the people get a chance to say, tell me about this or tell me about how you preserve the trails. Tell me about how you re restore the meadows that have been trampled. And they get that one-on-one time. And people are so um, just so appreciative of the work that rangers do and the job that they do. And they understand so much about um, just, you know, I would call them sacrifices, but the park staff would not call it a sacrifice. They love the work that they do. They love it. They 
And and the beauty in these events is they get restored themselves. They hear the public saying, "Oh my gosh, we're just so grateful to you." So so it's a you know just a good thing all the way around. And I just barely mentioned the phrase, but fireside circles. Mm-hmm. Tell people what those are, and sure. one or two of those each year. Yeah. Those sell out quick too. Yeah. If people want to get in, <laughs> and listen to a superintendent talk, yep. they better get on to WNPF.org and sign up for one of those, That's right? Exactly Tell us right. what those are like. Sure. Just to give you an example, there is one on May 16th at the Paradise Inn, which in the last couple of years has gone through a major restoration. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. So there's one there that night, and we're looking forward to it. That is sold out. There's one over in um, Squim, a former board member has a hotel there that he owns, and uh, he there's a rooftop reception area, and we go out, and the dark skies are just looming overhead, and uh, and it's uh, that's a beautiful one where people all come together. The superintendent joins us and educates people about the the work that they're doing in the parks and also the appreciation that they have for Washington's National Park Fund. And that's like a fundraiser. People uh, pay, you, you ask for the donation to get yeah. in? No, that the, what I love about our fireside circles and what our friends and donors love is it's, we call it a no-ask zone. Oh, It's just a time for those who are supportive of the parks to come together and just without any of that inhibition about, oh, you know, are they gonna ask me where are? None of that. It's oh, just a time nice. for yeah. It's a time for our donors to come together and learn more about the true impact of their their donations. You know, hard earned dollars that people are contributing. Well, let's talk about s- some more of those donations. Um, anyone who has young kids and goes to the national parks, they maybe uh, know about the Junior Ranger program. That those cost some real dollars to keep running, and and or sometimes you might see a busload of kids come up. Uh, into the parking lot and get off and you go, what are all these junior high kids doing here? Some Are, are things like that? Is that what uh, a, a superintendent might say? We need more education of kids in the, right. our parks? Do you help fund those yes. kind of things? both of those. Exactly. Two. Oh. Those are two areas that we that we focus in on. One is the Junior Ranger, Ranger Program. A lot of adults, that's how they got their first start in the national parks. And their memories are so strong. And today, when you're up any any day, any day in the summer, when you're up in the parks, you'll see the Junior Ranger program underway and the kids getting sworn in and they get their badge. And yeah. that's their it, first start. It is kind of cool. You do mention that, that we all can see that if we stop and look. And then sometimes people around there, they'll get quiet when a ranger is honoring this little kid with a little badge. It's uh, so sweet. It is. Oh, my gosh. I mean, maybe that instills a lifelong uh, love of the parks when this kid is so excited about whether he's gathered some pine cones or leaves or saw some bear tracks or something. And, yeah, and all that and um, a lot of the funds that we raise help them to um, update and keep their materials fresh, their educational materials um, and, and additional staff, the programs are growing, the Junior Ranger program. Attendance at national parks has been increasing, and um, you know I could say a lot about that, but it's beautiful that the young children, the, those Junior Ranger programs are growing. Another one is schools and youth organizations. One of the things that they are lacking most is transportation funding, funding to, to get them up to the parks. Um, we're working with a, a Latino Outdoors and a couple of, of Latino, Casa Latina, 
uh, to get young people up into the parks and families. And, you know, these a lot of people have grown up in Washington State and they've seen these mountains and they've never been to them. And so we are the lucky ones that get to make that introduction to so that they can get up and see and experience it what for the first time. Otherwise, may never have had right. the opportunity nope, to. They haven't. So, just think about that. You know, living here and seeing you and I can see Mount Baker and Mount Shuckson. Shuckson is in uh, the North Cascades National Park. Park Mount Baker is not. It's just outside, but we can see that from the studio. And to be able to see that and not ever be at its base. Yeah. If something's missing and to get the opportunity to go stand at the base of any mountain or mountain range or stand on the shore of the ocean. Yeah. And just to support that emotion. I mean, you're right. We're talking about these things because they are kind of emotional and kind of spiritual Mm -hmm. places to go to and, and enjoy and to offer that through this program of what WNPF does for someone else. Why that's an awesome mm-hmm. gift you're giving someone, mm-hmm. isn't it? I think so. And that it's such a joy to do the work that we do. It is. And, and it's things like that. It's the fact knowing that we are having that, we have that opportunity to have that kind of impact, that opportunity to help more volunteers get more involved in the national parks, you know, the opportunity to help citizen science programs go on in the parks that otherwise wouldn't be able to. Um, it just, it goes on and on. Yeah. Now, you know, you mentioned the uh, auction and dinner that probably raises a lot of money. Up at with that auction, people give you things to give away that are pretty cool experiences. But uh, gosh, that's already sold out for this year. We'll have to look for it next year. But people can support uh, WNPF by just driving around, right? There's a license plate that people oh, may or may not have seen. Point. Yes. Right? Uh, if they say, wait a minute, that's a cool license plate yeah. that guy's got of the mountains on it. That's the, exactly right. You have I one that it. people can spend money on, right? Yeah. And just support. We do. we do. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. It's a beautiful plate. It's um, it's of the North Cascades uh, photographer who was quite fav- famous, Mr. Mann, passed away. But his a photo of the North Cascades, the picket range, is on the plates. And it is a beautiful evening shot. And on the left side of the plate, it's it, the initials NP are there, so you know it's National Parks. That program, each year we are raising more, so it tells us more people are buying the plates, more people are, are renewing their, their National Park plates. And this year we're over $200,000 that's been raised from the plates. Every year it goes up about $10,000. That's awesome. I agree. Because yeah. if you want to, I mean, People put stickers on their cars to say, yeah, I hike a lot. You know, you, you can put any kind of sticker on your car that lets people know what you're about. But having the license plate, not just the license plate frame, this is the license plate of the beautiful North Cascades, and you're supporting Washington's national parks. That's exactly right. My plate says um, my my letters. I personalized it. Oh, you it's, win one yeah, more. Okay. <laughs> even one more. Mine is... Well, I probably shouldn't say this. No, well, maybe not. But something unique that says how much you love the mountains. it does. It does that. So does my husband's. Okay. Hey, uh, we're talking with Lori Ward. She's the executive director at Washington's National Park Fund. We're going to run out of time here, Lori. So, um, again, people want to learn more about what you guys do online, right? Mm -hmm. WNPF 
dot org. Right. You're a nonprofit dot org. WNPF. You raise money and then give it right out to uh, the three national parks in Washington State. What did we leave out, or what did you want to say twice, or what do you want people to think about today as we sign off here? Just a huge thanks, because I'm sure a lot of the people listening give, and so thank you, and please keep it up for the sake of our national parks. And the one of the things I'm most proud of is the fact that 100% of the money raised here stays here for these three national parks. So yeah, just huge thanks to people and to you, Gary. Uh, that That's a great uh, touch. You always thank the people that give you money. It's because they love what you do and continue to support. Great. Thank you so much for being here today. We've been talking with Lori Ward from Washington's National Park Fund. Thank you so much for coming in today. And uh, thank you so much for the service you, know, you provide for the rest of us through your dedication to our national parks. If you'd like to hear this interview again, you can find it on Podcast One and iTunes within a few days. Search for Spotlight with Gary Scheip. I am Gary Scheip. Thanks for listening today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.